Coolio. Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang. I, I've, I've heard of them. Heard of them? I, I don't think I've ever. Well, I probably listen. Heard of? Don't they have one popular song that everybody knows? Yeah, pro- yeah, they probably. Yeah, do. I, I, um, I just, I just want to follow up your cool with another oh, cool. cool. Um, uh, Coolio. So cool. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, Kool Aid. I know. Kool Aid. Should we keep man. doing this? Have you probably Have not. you seen that meme? Have you seen that meme where um, people don't know if the Kool Aid Man is like, is the Kool Aid him or is the glass that the Kool Aid is in him? Oh shoot! Like, what's his true identity? It's a very. This is really heavy very, to be uh, starting off an episode with. Well, I mean, what the uh, the movie we're going to be talking about is a very deep. Movie oh, so you're relating the, the subject matter of our movie today to the Kool Aid Man? Hmm. Um, I didn't mean to do that. It kind of just happened in improvisation. Okay, well, this is the Cinema <clears throat> Discovery Project, and as you know, when we start these episodes, it could go anywhere. Um, it could. Yeah, but this is the Cinema Discovery Project. Welcome back. I'm Stephen Billings, and with me, as always is my co-host in film nerdum uh nerdum mm. uh film filmdom I used, say, I used to say filmdom filmdom as in king uh, yeah which i don't think is a word yeah it isn't but... it sounds dumb actually now that i say but, it out loud but it's yeah, but uh, andrew did... cabal yeah yes it is i and uh cool in the gang is uh he, they did that song celebration ah you yes celebration nobody you know knows that song? that song yeah i know nobody nobody's ever used that <laughs> to celebrate anything ever um but on here we like to celebrate cinema. Yes. So in a way, it, that song that, should be our theme. Maybe song. we should just change but, the beginning know, copyright song is up what to. It is. I mean, they probably won't care, right? We don't. We don't make money off this. So <laughs> true. But you never know the way the way the internet works. Um, you could get sued. Yeah, for Yeah, I get sued for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but today on Cinema Discovery Project, kind of following in the footsteps of what we did last time uh, when we discussed. Marty is we are discussing another like uh, existential, you know, uh, real time film. And I think this is a is, this is definitely a personal film, but it's it's definitely got yeah. a broader scope. Well, in the in the same way that Marty was, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of an interesting connection of like Marty's also talking about like young people and like their lives, and so is this film. Sure, and this film is uh, La Haine, as we pronounce it in English. Yeah. Um, it's it, you know it translates to simply hate yes. from the French. Um, in French, it's pronounced uh, um, more like line, line. Yeah, like yeah, it's like very. N, you, like we don't re- you don't N, emphasize the H. Yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's almost pronounced like a, an elongated version of the letter N. Yeah, pretty line. much. Uh, yeah, and it's a film that came out in 1995 so we're back we're back Apparently in 1995 Apparently I like 1995. <laughs> Steven's done two films picked so far in the it's last not on purpose. three episodes and back in back in 95 yeah. um and this is a French film so there are subtitles but don't be afraid of them they're your friends. They're your friends buddies. Uh, uh, yeah, they they're here to guide you and this film is directed by Matthew Kosovitz. And he is someone who I don't, many of you may not be familiar with his name specifically, but you may have seen some of his other work because he was an actor as well as a director, or is, he's still, he's still with us. Yes. Um, and he directed uh, Gothica 
and Babylon AD are probably his two most. I will say um, that mainstream. I don't works. like either of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they. Well, were, they I'll were say great this: films. Gothica is definitely better than Babylon AD. Babylon AD is one of the movies I walked out of because it was so bad. Wow, I did not. Yeah, know that. it's a, it's one of the few movies that I've like just been like. Uh, I got. I got. You know, this is just not worth my time. Um, also, I tried to watch Cats lately, and I could not. We got. 15 minutes into it and could not watch it. 15 yeah, minutes? Couldn't wow, do didn't it. even give it a first time. I, 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 I thought it was going to be so bad it was good, and it isn't. It, I couldn't oh, even... I, we were Me and my fiancé were just like, what is this? It's so <laughs> it's, bad. It's it's like cat people like but like singing and dancing. I know we're running off on it's, a tangent here. I, I took us off yeah. track, but God, that movie is terrible. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole discussion to be said about like maybe bad we should movies do cats next week. Good next time. Oh, please, I'm just no. kidding. I don't want to watch that. That's torture. <laughs> Luckily, it's my choice, yes. and I will not be choosing cats. Yes. Um, but back to Lahaine or Lain. or Len or N is um, like I said, translates into hate, and the movie's definitely an exploration of tumultuous hate that's in, that it just throughout our world and throughout the world of these characters and and the three main characters of the film are all like these younger um young, these young people young, young diverse. I thought they were teenagers yeah. I th- yeah I thought they were teenagers but I think they're they're older yeah like I yeah. want to say they're in their 20s yeah I was gonna say like they're at least all I think we're in their 20s when they film this yeah yeah there are specific things mentioned in here where I'm like okay they were in their 20s like, yeah like at one point, um, one of the characters is a reference to you know have been in the army. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like you have to be have to be eighteen to be to go in the army. At least here in the U.S., you do. But um, the three main actors are Vincent Cassell, who many of you probably oh, know. Oh yeah, he's been in uh, you know, he was in uh, what was the what was the uh one movie he did he, with uh, he was in Black Swan. Well, definitely in Black. Yeah, he was the, he was the male, I guess, antagonist. Uh, pro- he was the ballet teacher, was teacher who was trying to provoke Natalie Portman to bring out her, you know, her her dark what side. What was the movie will. he did with um, Danny, Danny Boyle? Boyle. Trance. Trance, yes. Trance. Yes, he was good in that. I always know Vince Cassell because every time he tends to show up in something, he's always just a bad guy. He's the bad guy. guy. Like, he's... He's an antagonist through he, and through, but he's he's so slimy. He, I, so I, I listened to an interview with him recently. He said he, he loves he said he's like I love playing the bad guy. He just he's he's yeah. just like I found them I find them more interesting. They're just you know it, and that's with that's with a lot of actors. They like to play the opposite of themselves. You know, right? It gives them more of a challenge. Yeah. But he's also been in other films like uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is a movie that I really like. Um, he was also in, um, what was I looking at here? He was in Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13. He was in Eastern Promises. Good, good stuff, um, yeah. He was in Black Swan, like we said. He was in A Dangerous Method. That's an, another Cronenberg. A, another Cronenberg film. Um, he, he did, he was in a version of Beauty and the Beast a few years ago where he played the Beast. This was from like 2014. But yeah, he, he was also in the, J, the most recent Jason Bourne film. Uh, he's a very international actor. Yeah. Like he seems to be around everywhere. I don't know. I also know he was in the third season of Westworld. He was in there as well. I would say I would say series. you categorize him, especially from our uh, point of view, as is a character actor that yes. that has de- definite crossover appeal. He probably is considered more of a leading man in his country in in France, but mm. over here, I would say he he comes across more of as a character actor. 
yeah, yeah. That 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 was that's accurate yeah. to say. But the other actors are uh, Hubert uh, Kunde. Um, he he plays the character Hubert. They they all have their <laughs> they all use their version of their yeah, own names. Yeah. It's kind of nice. <laughs> so Vincent Cassell plays Vince. Uh, Hubert Kunde plays. Um, uh, Kounde plays Hubert, and Saeed uh, Tajmawi, that I think that's how you or Tajmawi. That great. <laughs> yeah, he plays, uh, he plays Saeed. And, but he is an actor who is a definite character actor because he shows up in things um, where you're like, oh, I've seen that actor before, but I don't know his name. Yeah, yeah. But he just pops up in things. Like he was in, like he was in Wonder Woman. He was in G.I. Joe. He was in the movie Vantage Point. I mean, he just, he just in just random things. He's, he's in done Wonder Woman. work yeah. as well. He's in uh, John um, Wick 3. Yeah, he's in John Wick 3. <laughs> I mean, he was in the movie Hidalgo with um, Viggo, Morten. Viggo Mortensen yeah. back in 2004. Uh, that's the movie I actually saw in theaters. Wow. Because I was, yeah, because I was, um, Basically, because it was right after Lord of the Rings, so you know Viggo Mortensen was fresh in my sure. mind. So I went and saw Hidalgo, which is the movie no one talks about. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, this is an early film for a lot of these actors. I would um, say this is probably the breakthrough for Vincent Cassell because yeah, this is like Saeed's first yeah. film. Um, I don't know if it's Vincent Cassell's first film, but if if not, it's probably the most earliest people know him from. Um, yeah, he was in a few things before yeah. this, but they were first yeah, this was his films. breakout. Yeah, a bunch of shorts, some TV stuff. Uh, Vincent Cassell's f- Vincent Cassell's first film was actually in 1989. Yeah, it's a long French title. I won't. Yeah, try don't, to say say it. It. <laughs> don't say it. Okay, so these guys basically played three. Uh, friends in in their living in the projects of of... they live in the projects of the suburb of Paris so they're not like they're not Parisians per se Um, it's is an interesting look at the other side of you know the glitz and the glamour that we think of Paris you know the Eiffel Tower you know all that kind of stuff they live you know out on the on the outside of Paris And we see in this film that, you know, they have to take a train to get into Paris. Yeah. Um, they live, um, and they live in, yeah, th- there's a lot of French titles here. They're like, a banlieue is like a, like a French suburb. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the word for like a French, uh, a, a French suburb. If you've suburb. seen the movie The uh, Wire, or the show The Wire, it looks like Baltimore. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you're, if the you Baltimore live projects. in, yeah, but t- what's interesting though is that, at least here in the United States, typically, when we think of the ghetto, we think of you know projects or you know where where you know a lot of people in the lower income bracket live. We think of more of an urban setting, sure. and this is not really an urban setting. They live in like the suburbs, so they're like outside of the city. Like the city doesn't want them. So yeah, they put them out in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. And again, they live in a, a place called uh, Chandeloup Le Vignet, and it's near Paris and. The film opens up. Well, it opens up with a lot of video footage of yeah. like riots. It looks like stock. Fo- it's stock. Fo- it's actual real stock yeah. footage of of, of riots. And, and this and this is part part of why I chose this movie was that you know the relevance of how re- you know of today. You know we're going through a lot of hmm. um, intense uh, you know protests and and things like that with uh, police violence. Uh, you know, right. and uh, that's literally what this movie is about is about um, people's reactions to. Uh, police brutality 
uh, a, a, a friend of the three characters gets brutally beaten, uh, and uh, now and you know we'll go into it, but it's just their yeah. reaction to that. Um, yeah, basically, it's very similar to like what Steve said. What is happening now? Um, it's there's protests, there's violence, there's rioting, there are things of that nature in in response to police brutality. Yeah, and the story picks something that's the, 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 story, the story starts off with all this footage, as we said, and then it really gets going the next day after the riots yeah, happen. it's like the aftermath. Yeah. Um, what is interesting, though, is that it's not based... It's it's inspired by true events, yeah. but it's not based on something. You yeah, know he got I mean? inspired you by a couple I mean? of uh, events with police brutality. Um, yeah, it was... It was... Um, it was insp- like the Kasovitz, the director, got inspired by uh, when the police killed um, uh, somebody in like 1993. Yeah. His name was Bakom uh, Maboyo. Oh boy, that's rough. That's a rough pronunciation. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, he was killed while in police custody, and and there were, I believe, protests because of that. So the incident in the film is not like based on a real yeah, event that happened. Yeah. It's just inspired by a real event that yeah. happened. But all the footage that you see is all real footage that uh, of protesting and and stuff like that. That you know, stock footage it, of, from like nineteen eighty six to like you know, mi- like early nineties stuff that they went back and got and put it in the beginning. And then of course they use the voiceover at the beginning to set the scene of of what's of the social strife that's happening. Yeah. And like Stephen said. A young man named Abdel Ichacha, I taught, yeah, I guess you could say Ichacha or Ichasha. Um, he was brutally beaten while in police custody, and now there is a now he's in the hospital, you know, and we don't know if he's going to live or not. Right, um, and, and 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 there's been riots because of that. Yeah. And someone who has been um, part taking part of those, you know, of, of the the protesting and the violence and all that stuff is Vincent Cassell's character, Vince. What we can pretty much know from right off the bat in this movie he's the hothead of the group oh yeah he's the unhinged one <laughs> he's the one that um you gotta like you gotta wrangle him in or else he's going to get into serious serious trouble um but what also happened during these these protests these riots is a police officer lost his gun yes. and it hasn't been recovered yeah it it uh, it, it, it... It becomes kind of the, I guess you could say it's the MacGuffin of the movie somewhat. It, I mean, it's what kind of pushes the story, us through the story, is this gun and what is going to happen with this gun, um, whether it's going to get used or not to retaliate. And, because you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to also remember context. Um, because yeah. in, in, I think in France and also in like um, the UK and other places, um, guns are not as readily available. Um, really as here yeah, yeah yeah like they're not there's not gun stores everywhere um it's you know they actually police their guns um over overseas you know the cops might have them but most citizens don't regular cannot easily get a firearm um right it's there are more restrictions and things like that not to say that gun violence doesn't happen sure. but it does but there's a much lower rate than here yeah. um and keep in mind this is like i mean this is like I mean, we're getting older now, but like the mid '90s was like 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, 1990 was 30 years ago. It was a completely different world than we live in now, in terms of so many different things that we're going to see in the that we saw in this movie. Uh, just, just communication. There's such a lack of 
you know, instant communication that we benefit from now. And right away, that becomes apparent in the movie where Saeed goes to um, Vin's uh, place where he lives, like his family. Yeah. Like his, his grandma and his mom and stuff like that. And he's just yelling up at his apartment building. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in the middle of this of the square, you see all of these high rises around him. And everybody is, and you get to see like where everyone lives, the community. It's just people on top of people literally in these apartment, you know, complexes. Yeah. And he's yelling up at him to like, and, and, you know, no, he's talking to it, talking to his him, sister, him to shut up. talking to, <laughs> to Vin's sister and she doesn't want to wake him up and, yeah, it's like wake him up, and she's like, no. And then, he's like, you come and you know, wake him up yourself, and, and, him. and you know, and so then you know, and then you got a neighbor who's just like, shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But it's like back then, there's no. I shouldn't say there were no cell phones. There were cell phones, but only like if you were really well off, yeah, did you have yeah. one? You know what I mean? Like it's not like now where you can get a cell phone for you know very little very little money like instantly now yeah. and back then you know they, we had like beepers and stuff sure. and and it's just in and even and even you even see a pay phone in this movie which we never see pay phones now and uh speak so, for yourself i see if uh, we got a few around here you see them every i don't night? know that i don't know that they work but i see them yeah i see <laughs> some sometimes like outside of like walmarts and stuff but i know ne- not like back in the day where you used to see a phone oh, booth yeah, yeah. You know, all the all the all over the place, like that on every corner. Typically, I see, um, I can still see them sometimes at convenience stores. I'll see them like, and I'm pretty sure they probably they 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 have them at like you know bus stations, yeah. train stations, places like that, where you know people need to need to call somebody. Um, but so he so he he goes yeah. up to wake Saeed, and Saeed's just lying in bed. And what you're going no, to Vin, notice Vin's, if you've seen this Vince is Vince is lying yeah, in bed. Yeah. Saeed goes to wake yeah. him up. And Vin's lying by and what you're going to notice in this movie, if you haven't seen this movie for the first time, you know, we're going to spoil the heck out of it, so watch it if you haven't. But the cinematography in this movie oh, yeah. is otherworldly at times. Like, it's really stylistically well done. Like, the camera's just, like, feels like it's floating. Well, I was going to say, that, you know, with the the opening of this, with the, with the actual footage... And like some of the tracking shots, very much reminds me of uh, of, of Spike Lee. It's got yeah. a Spike Lee. He's yeah. he's definitely taking some influence from Spike Lee, um, especially with a lot of the camera movement yeah. and the editing. Reminds me a lot of early Spike Lee. Yeah. Um, and you'll see it right away in in when you see Vince for the first time I mean, when he's lying in bed. Face this, this down. would be a great I, double feature. Would do the right thing. Yeah, or even. Yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, do the right thing, or even maybe something a little earlier from Spike Lee, like She's Gotta Have yeah. It or something like that. Um, but, yeah, the camera's, like, lying on the floor almost, yeah. and we're having, like, an upward angle, but his, but it's a close-up of his face. Like, his face is, like, right there, hanging off the edge of the bed. And then Saeed walks in in the background, and he's, like, like almost, like, hovering over him, so you get, like, that large, um, like, Vince is larger in the foreground than Saeed is in the background. And it's really, really well there's done. There's some very interesting, and, like, one-shots where he... Yeah, there's a lot of one-shots, not a lot of coverage in this Where movie. he uses the whole frame and uses, like, every part of the frame to, like, have all the characters in it. And it's... it's yeah, it's, a lot of two-shots, you know, stuff like he that. He won Best Director at Cannes for this movie, so... Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Um, makes sense. 
but um, he wakes up, he comes in to wake him up and, and, uh, and it's funny enough. He, and this happens a couple times throughout the movie. Um, you get little quick shots of what seemed to be, I guess, dream or in his mind, uh, where like right before he wakes him up, he's like in his head and he's like dancing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like in like an open, like kind of like room and he's just like dancing around and, and then it's like, is that what he's dreaming about? Like, is that, it's weird. <laughs> perhaps i mean he was sleeping um but he yeah he's woken up and they just start you know they start talking like you know they're friends yeah this there's a very raw dialogue in this movie a lot of just kind of like talking not not talking nonsense kind of stuff not only that but you gotta put back in the 90s as people who lived through it it was a very i mean the language was extremely vulgar when you were just talking to people i remember watching um the Jonah Hill movie in mid nineties and the way in which those kids talked, I was like, yep, yeah, that's how they talked in the nineties. Yeah. Like very, there was no politically correctness. There was nothing like that. And these were like young teenage kids, you know what I mean? And that's the way they talked. And that's kind of the way they talk in this movie. And they just start, you know, they talk about all kinds of stuff. They talk about, you know, women and drugs and television shows and <laughs> television shows. Uh, but basically, uh, the sister walks in. She doesn't want Saeed sitting on her yeah. bed, and then and then Saeed's like, and then Saeed starts like, you know, bad mouthing her and bad mouthing her and stuff, like swearing and stuff. And he moves over, and then I think at one point Vin's like like make like says something about um, um, Saeed's sister, and then like and that's kind of like a running a running thing in the movie. Yeah, people keep bad mouthing Saeed's sister. He's like, why are you? And he's like, oh, why do you got to say that? You know what I mean? Like. I you think know, I think the movie so, wants to talk about how you know, the, like we said, the movie's titled "Hate," and how yeah. it's funny how sometimes we use um, insult insulting people as a way of communicate like good communication, like you're just messing with somebody. Oh yeah, but how but yeah. how that can be, you know, with, to the wrong person that can be the opposite effect, you know. Well, it's almost like an inside joke. Yeah, yeah. If you're not in on the inside joke, you, you're not going to know what the heck's going yeah. on. And that's why sometimes a lot of things get, you know, taken out of context. And specifically, if you're looking, you know, now at, like, all kind of, you know, um, texting communications and online messaging and all kind of stuff, like, it, you can frame things in a way that aren't exactly accurate and, you know, just context gets thrown out the window. So if you just walk in on these two guys just insulting one another, you, you wouldn't think they were friends. Well, that's the same. You, know, you would think they were bitter it's enemies. It's the same way a lot of, in a lot of, especially a, a few scenes, um, you know, the cops come in on these guys just standing around and, you know, they assume something that isn't actually happening. And then they get, you know, oh, yeah. it, it, it happens all the time. Um, but, um very important scene after this, uh, which to me I think sums up the Vin's character very much, and, and that's the uh, Robert De Niro taxi driver impersonation scene. Yes, he yeah. does. <laughs> he does the mirror. Are you looking at me? Yeah. There's nobody else here. Are you talking to me? He does that whole the whole that bit. Whole scene, yeah, it, the whole bit, and the camera's like in the mirror, so you get that point of view perspective where he's looking directly at yeah. you. And it's it's really well done. And he's thinking you know, he's, it's it's he's, it's well done. It's it's also kind of funny because of his face face. You know, face. yeah, he's mean mugging to try to look like De Niro yeah, and yeah. stuff. And and but it gets you inside that character. He 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 wouldn't be doing that if he didn't think that character was. Well, cool. yeah, I was gonna say you know a lot I mean? of what this movie's also about is it's about how how we influence each other and how you know how 
you know, the media influences us, um, how it creates, it can create violence, it can create hate when it wants to. Um, and, you know, he's, in a couple times in this movie, you see it, you know, he, he's, in this case, you know, he's watching movies and later in the, in the movie he goes into a theater and watches movies and they're all violent movies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, in this scene, you can tell that he's somebody that wants to be, he sees himself as somebody else, but it's not who he is. And he's just trying to be something he thinks is cool. Um, oh yeah. Throughout this film, you can see him psychologically and personally trying to, prove himself that he's a badass that he is you know he's a tough guy and you get that right away like he says it all the time specifically the interaction with the police like there's a reason why he's going out and protesting and you know rioting and stuff like that because he he wants to be a violent not a violent but a tough guy he wants people to respect him yes and and you know he thinks that the way to do that is through uh being intimidating um, and in a way, I think it's him overcompromising for his overcompensating, his status overcompensating in life. for the yeah, overcom yeah. yeah, over yeah, overcompensating his status in yeah. life. You know, coming from a poor neighborhood, probably not well educated, doesn't have a lot of money. Well, yeah, I, you know what I mean. Didn't he basically say he didn't I, or didn't finish? Uh, uh, Hubert says he didn't finish middle school or high, yeah or something i think he like was talking that. about it, i don't know maybe it wasn't it's either he was talking about his brother himself or someone else bro- i think it was his brother actually right and it's just like yeah. yeah for a lot of people in that in that climate is that's probably the case yeah they, they had to stop they did not complete basic education yeah they did they, you know they, they were too busy hanging out with friends they, they they you know didn't see the point in all that all that stuff so then they end up just dropping out um yeah that happens here in the oh, United it happened, States, yeah, that happens definitely. worldwide. I mean, it it it's 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 more of a problem, I think, now specifically as you know, economic economically dependent as our world is becoming, that the people who didn't, you know, that people who were left behind are really just you know, it's stuck. Yeah, and we see that in this movie that these guys are stuck. But but before I get into that point, I want to push the plot along a little bit. So he. And Saeed go over to this gym that's been burned out, basically. Yeah. Like, it was set on fire during... Vin, uh, uh, Vin's sister that the school was burned down. <laughs> yes, we learned that, too. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, why aren't you at school? He's like, it burned yeah. down. And the grandmother is like, is like, why, you know... Well, she she, 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 she assumes Vin's is, is... That he was part yeah, of it. Yeah, he yeah. was part of it. And so that tells you that he's actually affecting how people think about him. Um, especially people that are supposed to care about him, so that's not a good thing, um. right? And we also learn, we also learn that he's he's um, he's Jewish, so yes. because his grandmother keeps bringing up that he never goes to temple anymore and all that kind of stuff, and she's just you know she's getting on his case as grandmothers yeah. tend to do, and it's that's kind of interesting. They, they don't really utilize it a lot in the movie, specifically, you know his, you know his, his religion faith, yeah. or his, or, his, or you know what I mean his. You know him being Jewish, they don't really. That doesn't really come into play a lot, um, just because this idea of you know anti-Semitism yeah. and stuff like that. Is I mean, I really guess later in the problem. movie when you run into the skinheads. <laughs> yeah, but even then, I don't think they. They don't. That he's they, we don't. They're yeah, just they don't. Pieces it, of shit. Well, they're not <laughs> you know even I mean? coming after him anyway. Yeah, the skinheads. They don't really need an excuse to beat people up. They kind of just. They're do just it. assholes <laughs> in general. Yeah. <laughs> they're just. Yeah, they're just assholes in general. So, so they go to the gym but, and um, they go to the gym, and that's where we meet. We meet uh, Hubert. 
uh, Hubert. And yeah. that, that sounds so much better than Hubert. Yeah. Hubert. Um, and he's a... He's an amateur boxer. He's a, he's an amateur boxer. Yeah. Like, he's got posters up yeah. in there and stuff. And apparently that was his gym. That was his place, and it got burned down. So he's like, he's now he's in there like Rocky at the end of Rocky Five when he goes back to yeah. Mickey's gym, and it's like all torn down and shit. And he's like in there by himself, just hitting on a punching yeah. bag. And um, and what we also learn is that uh, Hubert is uh, uh like um amateur drug dealer, basically, yeah, like small time like he, he peddling stuff it, on the and street. And it's what it's what's interesting because throughout the movie. I'm going to say Hubert. I'm not going to say Hubert. Um, Hubert, okay. I'm, Hubert I'm, is... Uh, I, I got to put that French education to Yeah, use. I mean, I'm I gotta... sorry. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I never took French. I took uh, I took some Spanish and I never finished it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was telling Stephen earlier, I took three years of French in high school and two years in college. I got to use it yeah, sometime. Yeah, you got to use it here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can tell that there's like kind of like somewhat of like a competition between him and Vin's. And uh, I think he... I think Vin's... Uh, kind of like is intimidated by Hubert's kind of like, you know, his physique, you know, he's very intimidating and also that he's not, uh, he's trying to get himself together a little bit more. Hubert, though he's dealing drugs, you could say that he's being less uh, conspicuous about it. Whatever he's doing, he's being more in the shadows and not trying to get in trouble. And, and Vince is like reaching out for attention. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think he's he's not trying to be a big time drug dealer. I think he's trying to. It's a means to an end. He wants to get enough money to get out of the yeah. projects. That's yeah. what he wants to. He do. says that straight yeah. up. He says he wants to leave the projects. He says that a little bit later when he goes back and and like has dinner with his family. Yeah, because because yeah, like you he, said earlier, these people are like stuck and they yeah. don't have any way to get themselves out other than doing illegal activity. You know. Yeah, this whole first act of this movie is just them going around doing essentially nothing you know what i mean not not nothing in the sense like like well, it's the, meaningless but it's, it's like there's no real like honest um there's actually throughout the movie there's no real i was gonna say this plot. movie's it, kind of like a dazed and confused where you're just following people around yeah um, it reminds me a lot of jim jarmusch yeah where jim jarmusch's films tend to have no real plot yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just people doing stuff and this film feels like people doing stuff. Like, they have little goals and stuff. Like, they want to go see this person. They want to go see that person. But there's no, like, central storyline driving things forward. It's an organic story, but it's it's the, the characters are so compelling um, that it you never get bored. I mean, it's... Oh, no. And the movie moves like... like and and this, the like cinematography is so good that you don't... I mean, it's... Yeah, and every single scene, even though I tell you it's pointless... Like it's still it's still quick and it moves and the dialogue yeah. is is important, um, not imp- not important important but it, it's character building stuff. Yeah. Even the nonsense that they talk about is still character building stuff. And like I said, the movie is only ninety eight minutes long. It's not a long movie, um, but this first act is them just hanging out in their neighborhood, yeah. doing nothing. And we see, and after this, like we see, um, Hubert make like a like a small drug deal, and and then they just basically like sit around for a while. Well, yeah, they and, um, you know, one thing I noticed too, uh, and this is a little filmmaking stuff, is they they use it a few times. They use this gunshot transition. I mm. think is pretty interesting. Um, which very much is you know, the gun is the is a focal point of the movie. Um, and and I think they use it uh, a lot of times when Vincent has done something um, or, Vin, or Vince has done something. But um, right. there's also like a few times where they point out graffiti 
uh, in the movie and like and yeah, what, a lot of graffiti. Yeah, and what what the graffiti actually says. Like, there's one where they poke up. They, I think it's when they were leaving or the when they entered the gym, and it said, uh, "I wrote it down here." It, 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 the graffiti said, "Your mama sucks bear dick." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of vulgarity in the movie. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't know why that's important. And there's like, <laughs> and then there's that song that plays several times throughout the movie. Um, the uh, I'm gonna actually go down to the production here. Um, it, it's um, it, yeah, it's it's by a French hardcore rap group called Assassin. Yes. It's Enrique La Police. Which is translated as you know, fuck the police. Yeah, and appara- which apparently, is, you know, the, similar to NWA's. One, yeah, one so, of the you know uh, members of Assassin apparently is Vincent Cassell's brother. Yeah, yeah. so that's I guess probably how he connection. got involved. But there's literally a scene where there's a guy in his apartment next to his window, and he's got his turntables, and he's just mixing yeah. that song, and it's blasting throughout the neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> and like they that can really hear it shows in the you distance. the community aspect of like. You know, he he feels comfortable enough to just open the windows and start playing music out the window, and nobody's gonna give a shit. You know, what? Are, yeah, but it, it, speaking of community, like, there's several points throughout this first act where like somebody will mention someone, and it'll be someone they know or someone yeah. one of them knows, because like everybody's like probably lived in this place their whole lives. There's no economic mobility for for any of the families to move out. They're all just there, so they all know each other. And so it's like, yeah, I know this person. That's that person's brother, cousin, whatever. You know what I mean? That person went to school with whomever. Like, it's a very small community yeah. aspect. It reminds me a lot of just kind of like that, you know, small town aspect sure. thing. But it's, it, 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 I've noticed that throughout the movie, specifically in this first act when they're in their, when they're in their, their where they live. Yeah, so they, they um, go up to a, a rooftop. Uh, yeah, but bef- is that after? This is after the gym. After the gym, do they go to the rooftop then, or are they sitting around listening to that kid talk? Uh, I think that's a little later. I, I okay, think, that may be after the yeah, rooftop. Yeah, they, uh, go to this, they go to this kind of building, this kind of abandoned building, and they go up to the rooftop where there's like a, a barbecue party going on. Um, yeah, everyone's just hanging just out. Just hanging out. Um, seems like a cool thing. And uh, Saeed didn't have any money to get a hot dog, so he steals one. <laughs> and he makes does. this dude he run around. Him. It's pretty funny. Um, and I think, what, Saeed's brother is there? Yeah, yeah, I believe it's, it's, it's his yeah, older brother. That it's his brother, um, yeah. and he's kind of he's like they're just like holding court, basically. Well, yeah, he seems like he's a respected uh, part of the uh, community, I guess. Neighborhood. Um, he's yeah. got some uh, weight with the people around there, so he he you know he tells the guy to calm down. He'll put it on his tab, um, but then uh, they start. This is when the gun gets brought up um, in the, during this where. Saeed's just kind of chilling with some guys, and they bring up the fact that a gun had been lost by a cop had lost a gun, and then they're discussing like what kind of gun it was, and and it's funny. This is where some of that American um, American cinema comes over, where he's like, I think it was a, um, I think it was a uh, a nine millimeter, or it was a Desert Eagle, or it was a forty five like Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and apparently the director said that you know the reason he's like you see all these american references like that's what influenced me he's like you'd think this french director would be influenced by like you know you know tarkovsky or you know some uk director but he was he watched scorsese and all them guys and that's who he he kind of like finds his influence in and um like i said spike lee i think he definitely saw some spike lee movies but um yeah so then the cops show up 
Um, and yeah, they they come to break up break up the break up, break up the, the party. The Apparently, happy. they can't be on the yeah. roof there. So, um, and then these guys just say "fuck you." <laughs> They're just like, "Look, you can't tell us what to do here." You know, we're you know, it it, it really it shows they show no respect for the cops at all. Um, and tell them that no, there's the yeah, there's even like one time where I think they they walk past plain clothes police and they just like you know just they they just remark about how much they hate them and stuff yeah. like that or at least Vin, Vince does uh Hugh, Hugh Bear doesn't want doesn't seem to want to get involved in that stuff no like I said he's trying to be low key about what he's doing yeah you know he's trying not to get even though his gymnasium was burned down he still doesn't like want to like provoke the police or get in fights with the police or anything like that but um so, you know, they scare the cops off, but then the three, the, our three main characters decide they're going to leave, though Vin's always acts like he wants to get in the middle of everything. Um, and so this is when they go to the park. Yeah, um, and they just sit there and listen well, they, to this kid talk about... <laughs> talking about like, some hidden camera show. Yeah, oh, yeah, like Can- candid, candid camera. camera. yeah. Right? And how, like, you know, you know, it's like celebrities getting... getting uh, you know, tricked and stuff like well, that. I, th- and, I think this this and that's what Candace yeah this is. I yeah. think this whole scene really is about pointing out how the media once you know kind of gets involved and can control things like this. Like so, so they're sitting there, and then these actual news reporters show up and try to talk to them. And oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and they tell they tell them to go screw. Yeah, up, and they basically. start throwing shit at them and scare them away. And and they say it when they're th- when they're yelling at them. They're like, you know, you're you're here to just make things worse, basically. You know, you, yeah, you're here to stir shit yeah. up just just so you can get it on camera and put it on the news. And really, honestly, though, that was you know could be their intention, but them doing what they did will call will do the exact same thing that they just said that they would do because they got footage of them throwing rocks at them, and you know that's just oh, it's yeah. going to make them look yeah. bad. Also, they, they do, but but it also shows that like they're just sitting there for like a while and they're doing nothing. Oh, it was at least an hour. Talk about candy yeah, candy. like a, yeah, yeah, just doing. nothing. Well, what I think is important in this scene is that. Um, a uh, car drives up, well, not drives up, but is you know I guess you could say drives up, and Saeed goes to see it, but there's just this long shot, this static shot, of them just sitting there. You just see Saeed walk in the distance and talk to the people in the car, but there is no, there's no intercut of what is said there. There's no intercut of Saeed interacting with them. It's a very um, basic cinematography film from that perspective, yeah. in the sense of like. You know, there's no like shot. There are very few shot reverse shots, very few moments of coverage. The director, the cinematographer, just let scenes play out as if we're watching these people's lives, almost like documentary style. Yeah. And and this scene really showed me because like he's way off in the distance. Yeah, you have to have and the confidence we, in your actors to do stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, to really pull that out because they're long takes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you blow the take, you got to start all over. There's um, there's a couple interesting. Go I was gonna say there's a couple interesting times where he actually does the reverse where um you'll have something happening in the background and you'll be really close to somebody right in front of you but you won't hear what they're saying and you'll hear what they're saying in the background yeah um i noticed that I noticed yeah that i thought that was an interesting filmmaking thing that we're really close to these two people but we can't hear what they're saying but we can hear what they're saying over there and it's like it's really like the director showing where he's using power, he's, but like like where the importance lies yeah. in this scene. Even though he's making like he's you really be really, like, that's important. This he's is like even though he's like making you really close to these people. He's like we should be able to hear what they're saying, but we can't. It's just mumbles, and it's like you yeah. know it makes you really want to focus even more on like figuring out what they're talking about. 
Um, but what we learn is that the people, uh, the person, one of the people in that car is Ab- Abdul's brother, and he's out for revenge. Yeah, and this is, and if you don't remember, this is the kid that's in the hospital. His so the kid yeah. that's in the hospital, his brother is is very angry, running around trying to figure out what he wants to do to get revenge. Right. Uh, did you notice that one of the cops in the uh, rooftop scene, the uh, the rooftop scene, was wearing a, I think it was a plain clothes cop, uh, plain clothes cop, and he was wearing a Notre yes. Dame like fighting Irish jacket. I think that that was on purpose uh, because he comes back later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But also because I don't know, just Notre Dame cathedral is in, is in Paris and stuff like that. I just thought that was interesting that he had an American, you know, you know, American, you know, college sports teams jacket in France. Like, like like I said, once again, the director was influenced by a lot of American culture. Yeah. And and honestly, in real life that happened too, you know, like, um, you know the rap the rap revolution was a thing mm. in that time, and you know it was cut across I think the world. Um, right. So I mean, yeah, I mean a lot of American culture was bleeding back over to the UK. You could say it was the opposite of that in the '60s and '70s. Um, you know, like where they had the 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 rock bands, like you know the the British invasion, and then the British invasion influenced our music over here, and then you know now it, it goes back and forth, and um, so. Yeah, no, um, there's a scene. I, I don't want to cut 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 off too much, but um, yeah. So after this, I think is when they go to. As I think this is when Vin shows him that he has the gun. Well, one th- and then they go to see. Well, they, there's a couple. Um, there's a there's a scene where they want to go to the hospital. Yeah, they first they go because there's but there's also a scene where they go. Well, they go to There's a friend's also... place. Okay, they go to this p- friend's named Darty. Um, yeah, and and this guy, his his poor guy, got his whole during the riots. His car was set on fire. Um, yeah, they look. It's a great reveal too. Yeah. Uh, I want. I didn't know where that was because um. I, now remember, I take notes. So I, yeah, thank goodness you I, take. I, notes, I know. So. I know our. I know our secrets of events. So you know the secrets <laughs> of events a lot better than I do. So okay. So yeah, they go. See, but it's because Saeed is looking for a guy called Asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to get some money, and he's looking around for him, and he can't, he can't find him. So he, they go see that friend, like you said, and the and the guy's got like, he's, he, like he must, he's got boxes of stuff in his, in his I apartment. Think he, he's running a racket where he probably steals yeah. shit and sells, resells it. Um, that's what it looks like to yeah. me. <laughs> um, but there, but there was right before that scene. Um, there was during that park scene, real quick. Uh, Saeed talks about how he had sex with a woman and it was really loud yeah. and like, and, and I think that it's, it, he's boasting. Well, I, I was going to say, I think that that is another part of this movie, which is also with Vins is, is how much of a facade we put around ourselves to get through the world sometimes. And, I, oh, you yeah. know, and, and it's not, nobody can be true. It can be real. Everybody's shielding themselves with faults, you know, things and boastings and, and uh, I, even Saeed's doing it, and everybody's doing it in different ways. And I just think that was another example where he, you know, and they make fun of him for it. They're like, you didn't, you know, you didn't do that. Yeah. But they go see Darty, and he gets all pissed off. His car's messed up, and they're not really caring. They're just there to hang out and, and eat his food and watch his TV. And uh, they start seeing reports about um, their friend on the TV and hoping that they see a glimpse of themselves on TV. 
<laughs> yeah, he starts pl- yeah, he starts playing with the uh, the antenna on the TV yeah, yeah. to try to get better reception. Something people don't need to don't need to do now. No, no. we've switched to um, digital. <laughs> what I was saying about the reveal is that. Um, like he's like he's like he's like you know oh look what happened and all we get is their reaction first <laughs> before we get the reverse shot of like the car just you know burnt up carcass of a car outside and kids jumping and it, on it and kicking it yeah yeah <laughs> and it's it's comical but it's also sad because the guy's like yeah I just lost everything and they they're trying to tell him like you know it's just a car it's just a car well the you thing know, is whatever. is to them they the way they see it is is where they live they are they still don't have nothing even if you have some things it's not like you really have anything where you live right you now since you're living here if you really had something you wouldn't be living here <laughs> um but then after that, that's when he decides he's going to show uh, Saeed and Hubert the gun. So they go to like a warehouse somewhere secluded. Yeah, yeah he's got it hidden like in, in an abandoned building somewhere. Place. Yeah, which I mean, it's, it's not the most secure place, but I guess it's the last place anyone will really look for, I guess. for something. Um, and he's got it like inside of a tipped over trash can or something. I don't know yeah. what it is. And 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 we get and this is when we get another flourish of cinematography here, where they're like in the in, they're in the distance, and we get this extreme quick dolly shot yeah. all the way up to them, and then Finn's you know turns around and points the camera directly in points the gun directly into the camera. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. And and yeah, he's like showing it off to his friends, essentially, and. And it's just, it's another thing where he's trying to, like, be a big, you know, bigger than what he is. And he thinks now that he has, you know, this gun here is that he now runs Well, I mean, Saeed even makes him feel that even more when he tells him. He's like, now you're the big man on campus, basically. Yeah, basically. And now they're they're going to go and see. And Huber doesn't want anything to do with it, by the way. No, he wants nothing to do with it. Because, well, one, the Vince starts, like, pointing it around and, like, waving it around like it's not going to go off, (laughs) you know? And, and yeah, he wants nothing to do with it. And and so now they're going to go see Abdel in the hospital. And he puts the gun back, but then he goes back and gets it without telling his friends. Which, you know, probably should have told him. But, you know, he's kind of an ego... Person. Well, he's insecure. He, yes. That yeah, too. he's very insecure, uh, so, he so he takes keeps it to himself. And, um, yeah, and he puts it in a, it, like, he tucks it into his back pants, which looks very uncomfortable. Actually, I think he tucks it in his front. Sure, it's his front. I think because later back. when he comes out of the hospital, he shows it to him and it's in his front. But, I mean. Yeah, that is kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. So, but, but either way, he takes it with him when he probably shouldn't have because what ends up happening <laughs> is when they go to the hospital, they can't see Abdul because the guy's under police guard. Yeah. And they create a far, they create And of course, a the dude's just doing his job and, and it, you know, trying to, you know, the family of the, of him is, they're there. And he's like, look, I mean, the family's here. It's like, you know, we're not supposed to let anybody else in, blah, blah, blah. This is for his protection. And of course, they make a big deal out of it and, and, uh, Get, um, well, Hubert. Sa- Saeed gets arrested. Yeah, Saeed gets arrested, and the other two um, get taken by a, a local, one of the kind of the neighborhood, like one of the cops that's kind of like from the neighborhood, I think. That yeah, used, I think he's a local. Yeah, and he, he he's really good to them usually, but of course, Vins is being an asshole, and he, he really pushes this cop's buttons. Um, oh, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. And they have this car drive where they're going to go get Saeed out of jail, and. Um, basically he's telling them you know like why do you guys fight us so hard like we're just most cops are good most of us are trying to protect you and this 
conversation right here is like the conversation we're having right now in real life um where people in are talking ways yeah just connect yeah, yeah you know where a lot of people are don't understand why people are hating on the cops so much right now because that we a lot of us feel most cops are, are good but mm-hmm. the few bad spoil the whole thing and um that's just the conversation that's going on right now is so i mean right. it's um but and we see i mean we see the bad the bad cops later in this yeah. movie um, the like the scum of the scum, which is a direct correlation to what's happened to what we see now. Yeah. It's this film is very, very current, even though it's twenty five years old. Yeah. Um. So they go there and they're just sitting there waiting for Saeed to get released, and meanwhile, but but in the back of our mind as viewers, we know that he has he has the police missing gun on his person, and it's like man, if he got arrested, and he got caught with that. I could only could only imagine what would happen to him, um, and it's not until I it's not until after Said gets released that he shows them that he brought it with them, and they're not happy about no. that. And then, and then I think they go and separate for a while. Um, I know. I know. Yeah, Hubert is, goes and eats with he, his family. He goes and eats with his family. Um, that's when he you know he says all the he says like yeah I I want to get out of the projects and all that kind of stuff. We see him in his room like like wrapping up. Like well, drugs, he's I wrapping up the sell? drugs he sells. I think. I guess it's. Yeah. I'm assuming it's heroin. I mean, I, yeah, it looked like a brick of yeah, something. It wasn't marijuana, yeah. or I don't know. If, I don't think it was cocaine. But he does roll up um, a joint and smoke it. He does that a few he times. He does do that too. So he, he takes a nap. Pie. He gets tired. He takes a nap, and then he wakes up, and uh, they 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 eat some stuff, and uh, and then uh, then I think we we jump back to the other two who I think are just walking around the neighborhood, and they. They uh, run into this area where they're doing some break dancing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember this scene. And Saeed runs into his sister, who's there. Now this is where the, this is where like the guy friends. with the speaker. For, before that, this is where the guy with the speaker comes out the window. Yeah, this is where the and guy. And then it with transitions the to in. them walking into that place where the uh, break dancing's going on. The break dancing's going on, and yeah, and Saeed's looking for that guy. Also, Vince risk. sees a cow. Yeah, Vince sees a cow at one point, and it's brought up like another time, but like he. It, it's it's never really brought up again. Yeah, he he know, says he saw it in the ri- he said he saw it in the riots the night before. Oh, that's and what then it he, is. And nobody yeah. believed him. And then he sees it, and then Saeed doesn't see it again. And he's like, "Dude, I'm telling you, I saw a cow." Like, he's <laughs> like, "Sure you did, sure you did." But they go to this um, place where there's just people hanging out. Um, Saeed's sisters there, um, and then there's this guy that apparently Vince knows, is kind of sitting there smoking a joint, and he comes up and shares it with him. And these guys are breakdancing, which is. You know, really cool. Uh, some really cool breakdancing moves. Um, a few different dudes, and of course, this is one of them things. It's one of them uh, multicultural things that you know, you know, here in America, a lot of breakdancing going on, and um, it's it, it's a really cool scene. I think. I mean, I could just watch some guys breakdancing yeah. for a while. And what we le- what we learn is um, the guy that Vince knows, like, asked me, "Are you going to go to the? Are you going to are you going to go to this fight later?" And Vince asks him, you know, yeah. how much is it? And the guy's like, no, it's 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 like a free, free thing or something like that, um, because he does end up going to it later. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he does end up doing. Yeah. That and also, I forgot. Uh, Vince gives uh, Saeed a haircut, and it's not good. Oh my goodness, he does. <laughs> I mean, damn, right, right before this I, yeah. scene, Vince gives him a haircut, and he like Saeed's really uptight about it, and he ends up giving him basically a patch on one side of his head, 
Uh, oh, up, uh, uptight about yeah, it. He, yeah, I mean, he he butchered. It's it. funny how it's funny Basically. too because like he keeps like he wants him to show him the back of his head. And he keeps like putting the mirror up for like two seconds, and he like pulls yeah, it away. Like, like, look at it. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, he just holds it like boobs. It holds it. He's like, you can see it. See, it looks fine. See. And then he tries to tell him like, oh yeah, these are all. He's like, he said, people in New York wear their hair like this all the time. <laughs> he's like, yeah, and they get inside. He goes, yeah, this is how people uh, wear their hair in New York. He pulls his his hat yeah. off, and it's it's like, it's like a half a crew cut and just patches, yeah. and oh, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so after that, uh, that's when is that that's when they're I think they're on their way to that place with the break dancing. Well, and the, yeah, and then they go to the break dancing place, and then after that, um, well, don't they don't they see Hugh Bear there like making like a deal? Yeah, he's or making a deal while they're there doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. But then, um. This, this is, is when this is when the the, the 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 kid uh, the 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 brother of the kid that got shot um, yes. shows up to the police station and tries to he gets in an argument with one of the cops and then he shoots the cop um, right yeah, outside like the he, police station. Yeah, yeah, he tries to he tries to do a drive by and it, and it goes wrong. He shoots a cop in the arm and he tries to he, tr- he tries to run away and his car dies. Yeah, and then Hubert um, and the rest of them were all kind of around the corner when and they hear yeah, the gunshots and then they. All kind of show up as it's happening, um, and they yeah they all kind of run up and then like the riot police the riot police come out and chase them, and they're all just like running through like the streets and the alleyways and stuff. And, and they go into to escape. A, a abandoned building, and this is when yeah. you get your first like moment of Vincent pointing the Holy gun. Shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, he points a gun at, a, at one of the riot police, and the guy freezes, and Hubert is there with him, and Hubert like pushes Saeed pushes Saeed to stop him from shooting the guy Vincent. and he runs up and punches Vince. the guy. Yeah, yeah, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Saeed's, Vince. Saeed's the other one. <laughs> yeah, Saeed. I keep getting these guys all mixed up. So, yeah, Vince is about to shoot the guy. Hubert pushes Vince and then punches yeah, the cop. Yeah, punches the cop out, out, yeah. And then they all run away uh, because he just basically prevented Vince from shooting a yeah. cop and, like, probably committing murder. Yeah. And they run away, and then we get a transition to them on the train to Paris. And of course, the whole time, Vince is like making a stink about how he stopped him, and he would have killed the cop if he wouldn't have stopped. You know? Yeah, but he also says like, "Yo, he bad like knocked him out. Like he's like, yeah, just knocked him out cold and all that kind of you know boasting and whatnot." Yeah. Uh, but Hubert is having this existential moment where he's just you know quiet, looking outside the window on the way to Paris. And he sees that sign. The billboard that says, the world is yours. Yes, the world is yours. Yeah. Which which hints to back to the beginning of the movie where there's that voiceover. And it talks about the man who fell off the building. And, and he says, it's, yes. it's good. So far, so good. So far, so good. It's not how you fall, but how you land. Um, which is... Yeah, which is... Which is a quote that, that comes, comes back up, later. In the, comes yeah, back later. Yeah. So they go to Paris... Um, and I think one of the first shots we see. Well, this is when is they go that, to the bathroom. Is this the bathroom? Yeah, shot? the bathroom this, scene. Yeah. I was looking. I was going to mention the vertigo shot, but does that happen? Uh, after the that bathroom? might be after the bathroom. Um, okay. And so they go. They're in a bathroom, and and you get this great shot where it's like they use mirrors, and and you see all three mm. of them, and you know, uh, Hubert and Vincent are taking pisses, and Saeed's in between them, <laughs> uh, kind of like he's on the phone in the bathroom. Yeah. I didn't know there were pay phones in the bathroom. Well, I, they put phones everywhere, well, like, like literally next to the urinals. <laughs> yeah, so you can call, you can talk to somebody on the phone while you're taking a piss. Yeah, um, <laughs> basically, I guess. Yeah, he becomes basically a, uh, a mediator between the two. He's like, you guys are just always bitching about something, basically. 
And um, so they're getting into it, and then suddenly we realize there's an old man. Yeah, he he's on the phone with that asterisk guy yeah. who's trying to get his address to go get the money from him. And then all of a sudden, they're having like this big argument, like you said, and then this old, short, squat man <laughs> opens the door to the, yeah. one of the... Uh... <laughs> he said, there's nothing like a good shit. Yeah, he goes, there's nothing like a good shit. <laughs> Keep in mind, he's in a public bathroom, and there's among strangers. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, something he, you typically yeah. say, but he's got a reason well, why. Well, he comes he out, he's been, probably been listening the whole time, and he does that yeah. thing you see in a lot of movies where an older man tells a story that doesn't seem like it connects at all, and then he leaves them on like this note, and you're just like, why did he tell us that? Well, well, the story basically, he's talking about how he his family was in the Holocaust, basically. It's either the Holocaust or it's... Something to do with the USSR because he mentioned Siberia. Okay, well maybe and he mentioned yeah. Siberia work camps, but either way, it's not a good situation. Yeah, so basically, he talks about how they didn't have a place to take a shit and they were on trains and they were on trains. And basically, they got off. They only had like one chance when they stopped at you know a certain area, and then and he one of his friends uh, went out veered away too far away because he was too ashamed to do it in front of other people. And he, yes. when he went too far away and he, he did that, he ended up missing the train and dying. Um, and, and, I, and you know, they, they don't understand why he's telling them this story. Um, and to me, I mean, I don't know about your which, which, if you, how you feel it relates, but I think that he's trying to relate to them saying that um, you can't let your friends veer too far. It'll, it can ruin their lives or something. You yeah, know? I'm reading it. Yeah, I'm, maybe I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm reading it now. Yeah, he's a Google Log survivor. Okay. Um, yeah. The government, the Gulag, or Gulag was the government agency in charge of Soviet network of forced labor camps, set up by order of Vladimir Lenin, uh, reached its peak during Joseph Stalin's rule from the 30s to the 50s. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, so he was in the Russian Gulag. Um, just wanted to clear that up because you know the Holocaust and Russian Gulag are two different things. But either way, like Stephen said, it was one of those like. Words of wisdom stories. Yeah, um, without really explaining he, himself, he just kind of like. And he just he just leaves. He just, he just leaves, says, "Yeah, just, what, like, what happened to your friend? What? Well, he he you know he you know died from he froze to death, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah. that you know and they're just like he's just like see ya bye, and then uh, they're like why did he tell us that? And like I said, I think my interpretation of it is is that he's telling you, you know, what you know he hears their argument and says that you know he hears that the Hubert's trying to keep him from doing something that would ruin his life and uh you know that's what you you know you can't you, you know can't let yourself get out of control and do something yeah, the that, one yeah. thing we one thing we didn't mention is that um Vince says that if Abdel dies in the hospital yes. that he's going to kill a cop with that gun yeah yeah it's, it's stuff you can't kind take you can't take back you know yeah um, and then, so they leave, the, they all leave. And then at the very last moment, we see somebody poke their head out, uh, of the, in the bathroom. Yeah. And that, we do. which, which ends up being a, a cop or somebody that, yes. Yeah. Uh, is it a cop? Well, yeah. I mean, they, that's it... how they find them later. I think after they yeah, come out okay. of Astrid's apartment. Yeah. Now there is a, like I said, there's a, there's a pull focus vertigo shot yeah. that's done in the movie, which is of course a direct reference to. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo, yeah. where they he used that shot several times. Um, it was used by Steven Spielberg oh, in yeah. Jaws. Um, it's a, it's a shot that's used in many many movies. It is just you know that that pull focus. It's such a cool shot that I kind of 
I just want to try to see if I can pull it off one day. <laughs> um, and I think I've mentioned how it's done before, but it's... Um, well, I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you pull the camera back and you zoom forward. Zoom in, or you, yeah. You can do it either way. You can either move forward and zoom you know zoom back you know you can do it both ways but usually it's done where you you pull back and then you zoom in um and you get this like kind of warping effect in the background yeah, this telescoping yeah um, almost and it's, it's a really cool shot and it's used in the movie very effectively because they're sitting they're standing all like on a balcony like and it's kind of like overlooking paris a little bit yeah. or the streets at least below so you get that that pull focus and it's it makes you feel like they're out of their element (laughs) yeah it really does like things are a little warped if anything they are out of their element and we see it yeah it's called a dolly zoom as well uh you know that you could call it that as well but it's really it and like i said they are out of their element because in the next scene when they go to asterisk asterisk apartment place it's it's one of those where you have to be buzzed in yeah and where they well, they didn't from, know his real name, so they were having a hard time. Like, you know. yeah, they, they didn't even know his real name. His name is Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't they didn't know where he is. But also, you can tell that there are fishes out of water. Just the way they act when they they're you know, not low key. In. They're not low key about where they're <laughs> from or who they are or how they act. They buzz in, and then they, and the people the people in the, in the apartment want nothing to do with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who are you looking for? They're like, oh yeah, we're looking for someone named Asterisk, and it's like, yep, nobody hear yeah. that name. Bye. And, and then they're like, you know, well, they finally just, like, picked the right apartment. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finally says, yeah, oh, hey, Sayu, is that you? And then they go up, and this is this this guy's a character. Okay, look, this asterisk, to me, this asterisk guy asterisk gives guy. off a uh, Christian Bale American Psycho vibe to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh this yeah. Dude's... Apparently he's like. He's uh he's an avid cocaine user, yeah. as they say. Um, he's someone straight out of the eighties, yeah. and he, he looks like he's probably high on cocaine while he's. Well, he's just in a bath he's towel. Eccentric. He's literally just in a bath towel. He's literally in a bath towel, and he asks them, "Hey, you want to do some coke?" He's got the line yeah. already set up. I mean, who knows how much he's had already? And he's um, waving a gun around. Yeah, he's got a gun on the table as well, and he uh, then he's eccentric. And like Saeed and Hubert like sit down and they're kind of they're okay, but of course Vince. Well, this is the way I read this scene. Yeah, Vince is intimidated by this guy because it's who he wants to be. Yeah, he's intimidated by almost everyone he comes into yeah, contact I mean, with. Yeah, there's something has, about almost everybody an, that makes him feel insecure about himself because he's confused yeah, about who he wants to be. Yeah, he must have an. Um, is it is it an inferiority complex? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say anybody that he feels is confident in who they are he feels inferior because he doesn't know who he is um mm, and, and yeah. this guy right here is like obviously got some money he's living in this nice apartment he's got a gun he's 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 in he's acting confident and intimidating you know he's in he's in good shape he's in you know he's like no. you know you could say somewhat of a good looking dude um you know yeah, but then he goes a little. But he's also a little. Oh, he's a little. A little he's a little quirky. He's a little crazy. <laughs> which is kind of what Vincent is. Is a little crazy. So yeah. He, so what he does is like Vince, of course, has to like seize the gun, and he's got to say, he's yeah, like, well, well, I got know, a gun I, too. I, I, I'm packing too. You know, I got a gun too." And it's like it's 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 that alpha male, you know, pissing contest yeah, yeah. or whatever that he keeps happening with people. And he's like, oh, yeah, look, show me. And then he lifts up his shirt, shows him. And he goes like, oh, yeah, can I see it? So he takes it, takes the bullets out, puts one bullet in. 
you know, spins the chamber, puts it to his head, and, you know, clicks. The guy's playing Russian roulette. Yeah. So he puts in another bullet, does it again, it click, and, no, you know, nothing happens. And so the guy's playing Russian yeah. roulette. Now he wants Vince to do it. Yeah. And, of course, Vince is And then the dude, he because he's, he's a fucking drug addict, takes it too far, starts slapping Pulls Vince out. in the face. Yeah, he's like, yeah, do it. You basically... Um, are you a tough guy his too? Manhood. Yeah, come on, tough guy. Yeah, yeah, basically challenging his manhood, which is playing right into Vince's, you know, inferiority yeah. complex. And of course, they 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 both pull guns on each yeah. other, basically. <laughs> and then and then he kicks him out, and as he's kicking him out, uh, Asterisk is ki- kicking him out. Um, he shows him the total two bullets that he never put in the gun. Yeah, yeah. and he's it showing him that a, it was, was just a, a trick, you know. Um, and yeah, so. Then they leave, and and that's when they get. This um, is when they get. Well, arrested. the first Hubert and and uh, side go, go out the door first, and they get you know taken by the cops, and they start you know going through their pockets, and and then Vince Vince comes out and sees him and kind of acts like he's not a part of the group. He's like, oh, you know, and he tries to like I don't know, yeah, them. Who are they? yeah, and then and then he pushes the cop and, run, and runs, and, and yeah, runs away. He basically out, he outruns the cop, so he doesn't get arrested. But Saeed and Hubert do. I imagine and they. We, I imagine we don't see it, but I imagine that scene where he runs off is like the scene in Superbad where Seth Rogen's trying to chase Michael Sarah, and he's like, "It's the fastest kid alive." So, you know. <laughs> yeah, the guy. The guy does come back. He's like, "Hey, he's, he's just outright. Outright. And he does kind of, kind of look like Seth Rogen. No, it's like, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm I just guess kidding. So. I mean, but anywho, what we learn is that these cops are. These are the not good are, cops. <laughs> yeah, these are the shitty cops. These are the guys who use their power to inflict their prejudice and their egos on other people. Yeah. They're and not there to in, right away by the way they manhandle in, both of them. Yeah, they're not there to in in, in, in service of, of the public, which is what their job is. They're right. there to, um, you know, do whatever. Rough it, people up. Well, to be bullies. Um, and they... And they and they love it. Oh, and they love, and, they and they're even it. training another a young cop to do, to do that, that exact, exact same thing. thing. I mean, and that is very telling because that's probably that's our what biggest keeps issue. Not probably to get our biggest too, issue. Not to get too political, but like that's probably what happens is that you know younger cops see the behavior of older cops and think that's the way you have to do things. Yeah. But and if you don't do those things, you get the wrath of these other cops who, of course. You know, they have seniority on you. They have power over you within yeah. law enforcement, and they can bully you and make your life a living nightmare. So you have to do what they do. Yeah. And then you end up becoming them. And that be, and you just continue that cycle over and over again. And, and so, what we see yeah. is uh, like a, a cross-cutting of Vince. Uh, is Vince like night on the town, if you will? Just trying to, trying Paris. to, yeah, walking around Paris, kind of uh, trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Um, and then... Uh, Saeed and Hubert are basically getting tortured. Oh, yeah, they're getting interrogated, and and the one cop's you know kind of choking out Hubert as they're messing with Saeed, kind of more or less psychologically going after him, saying he's like you know maybe you know maybe he's gay, maybe he you know um, that they and they're also that they're sweet yeah, they're on also, each other and that they're you know not only that but they're also like. They look at their IDs and they basically say, "Oh yeah, you're not from France," even though they're both from they're yeah. they're both you know French. But you know, Saeed is you know North North African from uh, from North African Muslim descent. We're not sure which country, but it could be Algeria, yeah. it could be Morocco. You know, one of those North African 
uh, countries where um, Islam is, you know, the prominent religion. Uh, Said um, um, Hubert. Uh, Hubert is, um, you know, he's an Afro-French boxer. He's also, you know, his family's probably also from Africa. And so you're getting this, this racism, this oh, yeah. prejudice within, you know, a a law enforcement power, you know, powerful entity that exists within that society. And yeah, they're getting tortured pretty bad. Like well, they're getting like choke holes pulled on. Yeah. Them. It's very they're getting, real. Like, beer pulled on. It's them. very real. And, and, very and the real. Mo- more disturbing thing about it to me, honestly, is when the cop keeps making it a point to say, you got to know when to stop. You know, you can't let it go too far. And yeah, then you got to go back go in on it. Basically them. up to a point where you can tell you that know, it's methodical, that they've thought about it a lot. Like, oh, and they've probably done it tons of times for tons of times. Yeah. And they keep uh, cross, um, you know, they keep going back to like that younger cop and the guys like over over the course of this interrogation, if you will, this torture, he's becoming more and more freaked out to the point where I think he just starts like shaking his head. Well, yeah, you can tell point. the young cop is just not in approval of what he's seeing. Um, and that he's right. only he's just going along with it and he doesn't know what to do but he doesn't have a choice yeah, yeah he has no choice um but you know it gets to this point where you know they start choke he starts choking but they start choking both of them and then Hubert really starts to get physical and then I think it cuts away and we see uh uh Vin's going into this fighting match yeah first he goes to the movie theater yes he goes to the movie theater and yeah, yeah this is great he's there for a while yeah, he goes yeah. to like three different movies and yeah. and like I said, you can hear by the audio that all the movies are like violent in some way. Um, well, the first one I think I don't think is violent enough for him, so he like goes into another one, which is like like a whole. It's like movie. a chainsaw is going off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is like I don't know what it is. I guess it's just some kind of drama because there's a kid in the audience. And Vin- yeah, he's sitting there, he's smoking, and the mother and the kid are right next to him. And I'm like, they couldn't have picked a. Another well, seat in the well, place? Yeah, like, I mean, she's, and she's, and the, the little girl is, like, pretending to smoke like he is. He's smoking in the right. theater. And I think this, once again, is pointing out the influence of the me- of media. You know, not only Vin, Vin's, uh, you know, seeing these violent movies and it having a, an effect on him, but also the little girl imitating him doing something that I would say some people would say is not a, a good habit. Just put it that well, no, way. No, I would, I mean... Smoking does cause like bad health problems, sure. um, including cancer. But I mean, I mean, just I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but just you know, smoking and cigarettes in general have just been like, you know, they've been making advertisements and ads for them forever to get people to smoke, and then once those people start smoking, then like their kids see them, so then their kids start yeah. smoking, and then then those people become parents, and then their kids just see like, them just, they just start smoking. It, just as it's in generation, just as in the scene before, <laughs> the generations of cops. That are doing yeah. bad things that like, are influencing the why, next generation of cops. Yeah, why do you think like these, you know, cigarette companies have been around forever? Because like it's generational people who keep buying them, and, you know, and you know, and the problems in our society are generational. You know, we talked about racism in that previous scene. That's a generational yeah. problem. That's a cultural problem, and it's a worldwide, international, historical problem. And this film kind of is cross-cutting all of these different societal problems all within this hour and a half film and there's just so much to chew on when it comes to all of these different themes um but as steven said after this is when he goes to that fight that we referenced earlier where the guy was like hey you want to go to that fight yeah later on and he does and i think after that is when they they hang out uh they're they're, they're driving around 
Um, Vin seems to be kind of. Oh yeah, he meet yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, they go in the car. Yeah, yeah. They're driving around in the car, and he you can tell he feels like somewhat like out of his element. You can he's like looking off as you know they're driving around joking around in the car, and then they it looks like they try to go to like a club. Or some kind of like underground. It, try to, it looks like they're trying to get into a nightclub. Some kind of underground and the bou- nightclub. And the bouncer thing. won't let them in. And they yeah. won't let him in. And so this guy who he had been talking before that seemed, I guess you could say he seemed friendly, um, suddenly pulls his own gun and shoots this dude through the door. <laughs> yeah, through the through like the, a peephole like in the door, the eye hole thing. Yeah. yeah, and the guy opens the door and the guy's like, like dead. What is interesting to me is like. This seems like the group of people that Vince wants to. Oh hang yeah, out yeah. With. This is where he wants to be. This level of, I, I wouldn't say this. Yeah, this level of tough, not and, criminal, and, tough. Yeah. You know, no nonsense. And this guy like, does hey, exactly the thing club, that we're blow you Vince away. has been talking about wanting to do to a cop the whole movie. You know. Yeah, and he just does it to like this random guy door working, guy that's just doing his job. Like, random bouncer the door. Yeah. yeah. And we don't see wh- how Vince... Well, you see his face. That's all you see is his face. Yeah, but we don't see how he, like, leaves them. Does yeah. he get out of the car and yeah. runs away? He... Does he says, hey, I gotta go, bye, yeah. and then leaves? Just, just, There's no aftermath. He just kind of, I think, floats away. He's like, okay, I'm... Because probably every... He's kind of an accessory well, here. Is, he is may he probably, get out of here. They probably all kind of run off after shooting a dude. Um, so they probably all just kind of run in their own way. And um, after that... Um, they find their, you know, the guys too, the Hubert and, and Said get it released, I guess, at some point. And, um, yeah, after they, yeah, and then they, they're trying to catch the last train, which is around midnight. What is cool in this movie, and you don't see it through a lot of movies, is they give you timestamps, yeah, to when things are happening, like when they get, when they get up, you know, you know, you know, afternoon, evening, like there's a bunch of time gives you stamps. a little bit of perspective, and, so you don't have to guess what time I, of the day it is. Yeah, it, it it's done in the international, like uh, twenty four hour clock, not military usual, time. Like Twelve, yeah, it's not our usual twelve hour clock here. But when you get to midnight, it goes back to zero. Yeah. So you know it's zero. You know when when they got to the train, I think it was like seventeen minutes after, you know, after midnight, and the last train was, you know, was leaving, and they're not able to get it, so they're stuck in Paris. Yeah. And they're sitting there stuck, and it's like, yeah, they knew, uh, you know, they they released us on purpose, uh, so we would miss the train. And um, Vin's ends up finding. And him. then Vin shows yeah. up, and they don't say anything to each other, and they just kind of, and they just walk off. Yeah, he they probably feel like he they kind of he kind of left him out in the cold. But what what could Vin's do? I mean, it's, I mean, it, he would have gotten caught yeah. with the gun. I mean, it it would it wouldn't have been good for anybody. Um, but then they stumble upon an art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about fishes out of water. And this is, I th- I feel like this is them just blowing off some steam, kind of finding something that they all can agree on, and is that they hate the upper class. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they have no. Like, well, they have no tolerance for it. They have for no the, connection. Yeah, well, to they it. don't. But yeah, but that's it, yeah. at this point before this, they were all kind of in this like, you know, place where they weren't in a good mood. Especially with, with right. Vins. So they go in this place and they're like chilling out with the, you know, getting free food, getting free drinks. They get a little drunk and then they hit on these girls and these girls actually want to have intelligent conversation that they can't have because <laughs> mm. they don't know anything about their culture and their it's environment. A, um, it's a very interesting uh, male bonding camaraderie young person thing. You know, uh, just the way in which they approach these women, I find. Um, 
you just seems well, it was like very imma- a lot. it's in a very immature way, especially for Saeed. Very immature, but because I mean, you know, Hubert's got to go and help and talk to the girls for him. Well, first of all, Saeed notices one of them, and he has his friend, you know, he has Hubert yeah. go and talk to him, and not himself. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they start talking to these women, and of course, these women kind of laugh them off, and kind of rightfully so, because they're you know they're immature. They're they're being you know, they're being very aggressive. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're also being very aggressive. And yeah, they just laugh them up. But but it just like that. This type of situation seems to happen a lot in real life. Oh yeah, it just seems to happen constantly. And I think it was true back in this movie in '95, and it's probably true today. Where just like you know, people don't know how to act properly around other people, and they take offense to it very very quickly, and the things just blow up. Yeah, they the start they start knocking over stuff and breaking things and. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, 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 he they, before they, they leaves, he says something. Swearing. Yeah, before he leaves, he's like, "You guys can all suck dicks or something like that." He says something. He said, "He said, yeah, you can all like suck dicks in hell." Yeah, yeah. You like guys that. can all suck dicks in hell. <laughs> yeah, then they then they knock over one of the things and they left. I mean, they got to get free champagne while they were there. I yeah, guess. I think I, I mean, think that the, the, this whole scene, <laughs> not only for the 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 class, you know, comparison. Uh, yeah. I think I think it was also about them finding a moment where they could all come back to a certain like even keel in their in their minds um, that they can all agree that they don't like these rich people. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, when we think of Paris, the glitz and the glamour, you know, you think of the art, uh, the the Louvre. You think of the Champs Elysees, the Arc, the Arc of Triumph. You think of all these, 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 you know, monuments, these iconic places. You think of the art and the, you know, and all, all this stuff. And you know, this art gallery, you know, is, is is part of that. Yeah. And but them, they're not part. They're they're per, they're they live on the outskirts of Paris. If anything, you can say like the real Paris in quotes. You know, you know where you know where the real people live, the real Parisians live, and everyone in Paris is perhaps you know, you know, fake. Yeah. You know, what I mean, they're just it's just and, a facade. And also, the facade of Paris. also a lot of bad things have happened since they've been there. So it's like, though yeah. they don't like where they live, they feel safe, more safe there than they do there. Um, well, yeah, it's probably comforting, and you know. It's their turf, you know. They it, it's their turf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Paris is not their turf. There's a reason why they have to take a train to get to. Yeah, but but because they the train back. because they missed the train, now they try to go boost a car. Oh, this is a funny. Yeah, scene. it's a good scene. I think it's a real funny yeah. scene because like they because like the you would think that these guys are like you know you think they would know how to do this. Yeah, they, because of the way they've carried themselves throughout the movie. Yeah, like like because of where they're from because of. You know, the way they act, you would like, oh, boosting a car is probably something they've done before. But what we learn in the scene is none of them know even know how to drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they're trying to boost the car and they're having this argument like, okay, just connect this wire to that wire. No, that's that's for the horn. No, that's for the windshield yeah. wipers. No, that's for the lights. And, and then at one point, the alarm goes off and they run out of the car and then the alarm like goes off and they go back in the car. And then some random dude comes along, and this dude's like some random drunkard guy that's like <laughs> apparently his wife just left him or something. His wife just left him. He's distraught. Yeah, and he uh, he's, he's just like, trying to find a connection with somebody. <laughs> he's just trying to like hang out with anybody. I feel bad for the guy, but he's also hilarious because like he's knocking on the window and he's like and he's bothering them. And they're like, "What is it now? What, what do you want?" Yeah, now? we're trying to figure out how to boost this car, and you're like yeah, interrupting us. You're interrupting our boost. Um, and then they they're and he's fighting like, about. Yeah, hey, there's a cop. 
Yeah, there's a cop car back. Yeah, there. Yeah, they're fighting about like who who knows how to drive, and these are like you know, Vin, didn't you used to be in the in the army or the navy? Yeah, yeah. yeah then you used to be in the army, and then the Cubans that may have been in the navy, and it's like, and they're like, um, didn't you take? Yeah, didn't, didn't you, you say you took some girl? And he's like, yeah, but over there they have automatic cars. Yeah, Vince, <laughs> didn't you drive like an army truck in in Israel? And he's like, yeah, but it was an automatic transmission. This is a, this is manual, you know, which is of <laughs> which course, has nothing difference. to do with turning you, on the car in the first place. <laughs> does have nothing to do with turning on the car in the first place, but not. But that was after they actually got the car to turn on. Yeah, yeah. So, so and the irony is they got it to turn on, and they can't drive it. Yeah, and that, and and, that, and then the guy's like, hey, like you said before, there's a cop, there's a cop. coming up the road. So then they decide that you're gonna make a run for it. And then as they do, the cop sees him and they come after him. And then the the drifter man jumps up on yeah. the hood to give him time to run away. I know. What a hero. Yeah, he's a hero. Just he's the sacrifices best part himself. of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they end up, and so now they end up going and hanging out at a shopping mall where there's just this giant like TV on top of TVs. And they're just sitting there. And that's when they learn Abdo has passed away in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, on the yeah and, they show a big news report of it on all the screens, and this is where you feel like this is the point where Vince is gonna maybe, you know, do something. Yeah, do something. I th- I don't know Still if this was before or after. Uh, they were on the rooftops and they were looking at the Eiffel Tower. I, I think afterward is is the Eiffel Tower maybe because Saeed insults those skinheads and he throws. Yeah, stuff you're at right. Him. Okay, so yeah, then they. Then they go and they, they, they kind of drift off. They're all kind of like talking. Then they realize Vins is gone. Um, and then they run to look for him, and he's outside pretending to shoot a cop that's across the street, giving a parking yes. ticket. Yes. Um, and it kind of, once again, brings us in Vins's mind. And you see him actually shoot the cops, and they bust through. It's very dramatic. It's like the movies. And they, they both right. yeah. fall well, through the, windows. The guy goes flying. Yeah, the guy goes flying backwards. Like he just got hit with a cooker. Like a bazooka, yeah. And he just goes flying backwards into a into a uh, store window, yeah. And then Hubert like shakes him, and like, then he snaps out of it. Like, and he's just doing? holding up his hand and and pointing it at the cop, and the cops just kind of look at him like, just go away, you know. Um, and then I think this is yeah, I, yeah. This is the rooftop yeah. part, I think. And then they insult the skinheads. Um, well, they're well, first of all they they looking at the Eiffel Tower, and let, you know it's a big bright spot in the city. It's the you know all you know, and they. This is where it gets brought up about the whole. They bring up the old man's story again. They're like, "Hey, what is what was he talking about?" What does that mean? And then yeah. he brings up the whole thing about how the man falling from the building. Um, so far, so good. So you know, in that whole quote, and then um, he does the thing where he like shoots at it, and he says, or he snaps his fingers. He's like, "That only happens in the movie because he wants the lights on the Eiffel Tower to go out." And he said, "That only right. happens in the movies." And then seconds later, after he did it, the lights go out, and it's like. You know, like art reflecting life, life, you know, like, you know, there's sometimes there's the moments. And then um, it's interesting because they are characters in a movie and they're commenting on how that only happens in the movies. And it's a very meta moment, you could say. Yeah. Um, Or maybe we're also in the movie talking about the influence of that stuff, too. So. Right. But yeah, he he, I think earlier than that, that's when he was they were run. They were yelling to skinheads. And yeah, and then they walk, and then when they walk away off the roof, the camera holds there, and then the Eiffel Tower, the lights turn off. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I think they get in an argument at some point when they're walking, um, with uh, you know, I guess about the whole cop thing when he pretends to shoot the cop, and 
he reaffirms that he's going to kill a cop, you know, when, um, right. and then, so they kind of Hubert and Saeed kind of walk away from him and they kind of go their separate way for a second. And then this is when the skinheads attack both of them. Yeah. They run into the skinheads <coughs> again. And then of course they're, they're outnumbered. Like, um, Oh yeah. There's at least seven, to seven two, yeah. nine to two, eight to two. Yeah. And what happens is, um, Vince pulls out the gun and then they all run away. Yeah. But he pulled out the gun on Wonder Woman, had the gun to this guy's head, and they beat and they beat this dude up. Like they have him on the ground, they're kicking him. Then they grab him and they bring him to like an alleyway. They're like throwing him around the trash and stuff, and he's like bleeding from like his face. And Hubert at this point is like, "Hey, Vince, this is this is if you're gonna kill somebody, this is a skinhead piece of shit. You know, kill him. Yeah. You know." If, if anyone deserves to die, it's someone like him. There's, they have no redeeming qualities, you know. He's pushing him to do it, like saying, "If you're gonna, if you're gonna be the big guy, now's the time." And he's got the gun pointed at the guy, and he just can't do it. And of and course, he's forced. He's forced to like realize that he's a, he's not this heartless gangster that he thinks he is. He's a, he's a, he's he's not what he you know what he thinks he wants to be. He's got His a lot of anger. He's got a lot of anger, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He isn't. Nowhere to channel. He has nowhere to channel it, and he doesn't. Fortunately, doesn't have the maybe the wherewithal to be a, a killer. So that's that's a good thing. Um, now, I would assume in that scene, um, Hubert was just pushing him because he knew he wouldn't do it. Um, well, it's kind of yeah, 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 like kind of bluffing him. Yeah, he was I mean? trying to yeah, yeah call his bluff, and and of course he d- he couldn't do it, and and um, so. That's a good thing, and then I they you know then we, now we just I guess we're back in their hometown. Well, they decide to walk back. Yeah, but um, I think it was in that alleyway or it was on the rooftop where uh, Saeed discovered some uh, paint cans, like uh, spray paint cans, and on the way yes. out of town. They decided to walk back to their town, first of all. So if they had to take a train to get there, must have been a bit of a long walk. Um, and they decide that. Well, he changes. He, had, he he sees the uh, no. They don't. You know what? They don't decide to walk back there. They do take a train back, right? And they, and it's an empty train. It's an early train. It has to be the first. Train. Yeah, it must have been something. But, but but they they do walk past that sign. Yeah, and he, that said the world is yours, and he changes it to the world is ours. Yes, he crosses out um, yours and puts cross, ours. Puts ours, yeah. um, and. And then they get, and then they, there's a there's a transition to them on the train. That they like the only three people on the train, and it's got to be, I don't know, at this point like three, four o'clock in the morning, somewhere around there. Um, and they are on their way back, and then they they end up back in their hometown, if you will. Um, and they're parting ways, I, and Vince. They're parting ways. Vince hands uh, Hubert the gun, yeah. and what happens is Saeed and Vince are walking away. They get accosted by one of those plainclothes cops. Uh, plain, plain well, you hear him. Cops. He's like, you know, plainclothes you, cops. You hear the one of the cops say, "You're one of the. You guys are the ones that were on the rooftop from yes. earlier in the movie." And then this is, like I said, I think the reason they chose the Notre Dame costume is because it's very distinctive. Was it the same cop? It's the same. Was yeah, the same he was cop? wearing the Notre Dame. Co- yeah. Did you notice this, Stephen? Oh, because it, it's a one of those, of course, you know, wide shots of the car, the car pulling up. Three cops got out of the car. Yeah. There was that guy, there was that main one that you just talked about, and then there were two other ones um, that got out of the car. And so Hubert notices it, and he starts running back towards him. Of course, he's got the gun in his hand, and 
there's a shot of one of the cops is just, just talking, you know, just berating Vince, and he's got the gun right next to his head, right next to his head. And when I saw this for the first time, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, I almost held my breath because I'm like, oh no, I know what's gonna happen. I don't know, I know what's gonna happen. And I still, when I watch it again now for the second time, I I still jumped yeah. when it happened. It's shocking. I still was like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> and what ends up happening is Vince gets shot in the head. Yeah. And the cop is just like, he just kind of freezes. But what happens is then there's, then it, it cuts back. Cause well, the at shot the same is, time, Hubert's yeah. walking towards. How do towards... I set this up and people, yeah. yeah. So when Hubert is running, we see him running towards and he's kind of like running towards the camera. And then there's the, and then there's a shot of the cop holding, holding up Vince, um, uh, to the side of the car, but the shot is the cop facing towards us, and we see Vin's like head, like off, like slightly off screen. So when the bullet goes off, we also that that shot that shot stays there. But then it, then it goes back to the other shot of the of uh, Saeed's also uh, on the other the, side. The other, Saeed's also on the yeah, other Saeed's side also on the other side of the car. Yeah. He's being held by someone in that when we see it before. But then when um, then when we get the reverse shot of you know, Saeed's on the left and the cops on the right and Vin's dead corpse is just lying on the ground there. All the other cops are gone. Yeah, I, Did you they, they that? run away. I, yeah, they ran away. They just ran away. Yeah, um, yeah they, just, they just bounced. Yeah. And, I and, mean, I guess. And so Hub- Hubert comes up on, on, you know, of course, shocked. Uh, and then at the, at the same time, him and the cop point guns at each other. And um, then there's a dolly. And there's shot. a dolly and shot that in, goes in past them right into Saeed's face. And as it's doing that, you get a voiceover of that quote that we've already heard a couple times in the movie about the guy falling from the the building. It's not about how far. It's so far so good. So far so good. And then it says it's not about how you how you fall, but how you land. And then as it goes to black and white, you hear gunshots. Yeah, it, it, there's a there's a dolly shot. That moves past both Hubert and the cop, pointing guns at each other, presses closely on Saeed's face, and he closes his eyes, and he, like, clinches there, you know what I mean? Just clinches there, and we see a gunshot, and then, boom, fade fade to black. Yeah. Credits. That's how the movie ends. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's it's one of the best endings of any movie. Yeah, it's one of the most shocking. Still took my breath away. (laughs) It's very powerful ending. It very, very much... Um, encapsulates the whole theme of the whole movie, and it, it brings it to a, a you could say a, a definitely a tragic ending, um, and what you hope to not happen, and but keeps happening in our society, um, and the violence continues. Yeah, it's 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 perpetual, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's Lahain, Lahain. Yep, Lahain. Well, yeah, Lahain, uh, Lahain, Lahain. Uh, hate in English language translation. Um, it's yeah, it's a powerful movie. It's contemporary. It's man, it's it's a heck of a it's a, a, it's a five movie. star movie for me. I love the movie. Oh yeah, for me too. Even rewatching it, it still reaffirms it. If, if anything, it makes it even more um, more of a five star movie. Yeah, it, the performances, the the the, the, the direction, the um, the cinematography, it's and its th- themes. Um, it, it's a movie I think that will never lose its relevance. Unfortunately, um, yeah. If anything, its relevance becomes more and more relevant yeah, over time. Um, um, and it's a film that they um, 
like I said, it was developed based on, you know, inspired by true events. Um, and they shot, they actually like lived and shot the movie in like uh, the suburb. And um, just to get like that, that real feel. And it's, yeah, it's, it was, it was really like, and they used like um, non, like non real actors and stuff to really give it that sense of authentication. Um, it's, it's a really great film. It's a very, I wouldn't say unknown film because I think a lot of cinephiles know sure. it. But if you're not, if you're not like a deep, you know, Criterion Collection, you know, cinephile, super cinephile, you may not know it. I honestly think that if you're starting out collecting movies and you're looking to collect like more foreign films, I think this is oh, one you have to pick one. up right away yeah. because. It's easily accessible. Like we said, the themes are contemporary I, as all I think heck. we did an episode it, it, back in the... It's not... Yeah. I think we, when we did our episode back in the day about uh, uh, international cinema and where to start, I think this is one of the ones I did bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's... Yeah, it still holds true. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's, it's a great film. Uh, of course, we... At this point so far, we only suggest you things that we think are great. Uh, maybe one day I'll suggest a shitty movie. Just, oh, just to have some fun that day. Just to throw things yeah. off. But this well, I mean, week, you, you have to, you have to watch some bad movies to really appreciate of course, the good ones. And I, as they you know, say. I agree with you. And uh, with that said, that is the end of our discussion on Lahane. Check it out, please. Um, right. But now we run it over back to Andrew, who will choose uh, the film for our next episode. Oh boy, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Um, this is a, I I kind of, I wanted to do I want to do this Stephen I think it's one you'll appreciate. <laughs> okay. Um, it's another foreign language film. Okay. But it is it's it's one done by one of your favorite filmmakers. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a kind of one of our first real deep dives into this director. I want to talk about uh, Satyajit Ray's The Big City. Whoa. Yeah. I I don't. So know, wait, this is my out. week. Yeah, basically, I guess it's du- it's double week. Yeah, no, double weeks, um, for, three weeks in a row for me. Because like we've been wanting to talk about Ray for a long yeah. time, and I think talking about the Apu trilogy that's, that's is a that's big daunting. task. <laughs> that's daunting. But the Big City is one of his like his other ones that I think is really stands strongly on its own. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking, I was just looking at, at his stuff, and I think the Big City is is one that we can talk Definitely. about relatively well uh hero and charlotte i think are, are a little bit perhaps uh more niche in terms of their subject matter and the big city i think really um has a, bro- has a broader spectrum in terms of its themes yeah um so i think yeah i think we'll talk about the big yes. city i'm excited i get to watch the big city again I know. So do <laughs> I've I. watched it at least two or three times already, so I'm ready to watch it. I, oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I've watched it once. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Lahane, I've watched Lahane. This was like my third maybe time I, I watched Lahane. There's a so so far we've been picking movies that I've been except for the first couple episodes of recent, but like since we started doing spotlights every week, these last few I've been they're movies that I've watched a lot, and I'm like yeah, but um, I'm gonna pick something probably a little bit more outside my realm maybe next week. We'll see. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Good pick. Uh, the big city. Good pick. Yeah. Satyajit. Yeah, I got to talk you. about my one of my favorite directors, Satyajit Ray. And I think it gives our audience members a chance to know who Satyajit Ray or Satyajit Rai is, yeah. depending on the pronunciation you go with. Yeah. I think it's Rai, but we've been saying Ray for. I've so been long. saying it Ray seems for so natural long. by this point. I, I, I need to start teaching myself to say it the right way. 
Yeah, but, um, I guess that's true. But but, but yeah, I, it gives it, people a look into this filmmaker who I didn't know about until I started watching his movies, and I'm like, yeah, why, until why until, until and, teach me I would this say before? until the Apu trilogy came out in the Criterion Collection, didn't know anything about him, and then they came out, and I was blown away, and now I've watched at least I think maybe ten of his movies that I've been yeah, that I've been able I'm to find because a lot of his films are out there but they're not in great condition and uh, some of them you can't find so uh right. but um yeah that'll be our next episode and um we are now done with lahane where can we find you andrew uh, you can find me on twitter at capzilla06 as well as my youtube channel capzilla productions and you can find me on facebook stephen billings you can find me on cinema discovery project on instagram and on letterboxd i'm at Cin- cinema discovery um, you can find the audio for this podcast on Podbean and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening once again, and hey, keep on watching the movies. I know I will. 